This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. Take out your Bibles today and we're going to get started uh, in our sermon time. We're in a series that I've had so much fun with. It's, it's just been a kind of a, a fun title to work from. Tips for a cooler summer. How many of you know we're in the middle of the heat? <laughs> and uh, we were in Colorado for that missions effort, and it was highs of about 82. And when we, when we got home yesterday uh, and met 104, I almost turned around and hightailed it back. But um, Denora, even out loud in, in my pickup truck, we were looking at the, at the little deal that tells you how hot it is, Denora said, why, Texas, why, why do you have to be so hot? And uh, I've been trying to take the heat of the summer and preach a summer series around it, kind of having fun, but definitely not talking about, uh, not talking about the temperature. But I want you to have a cooler summer in your faith, a cooler summer in your faith, because the heat of our Christianity, the heat of the world, on our Christianity rather, it gets unbearable at times. And that's why I've been preaching sermons like keep calm and live by faith. And, and uh, like last Sunday, be life-giving, not religious. And this morning, I'm going to preach to you, and I can't wait to catch your, your visual from my subtopic, but if you'll hang in there with me, I'll explain it further. But my subtopic today is if you, my fourth tip, if you want to have a cooler summer, then you're going to need to, you ready for it, hang out with cool people. Okay? Hang out with cool people. <laughs> so before you check out on me, and uh, I, 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 one day I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn never to bump my sermon material off Denora. Because there's some sermons I bump off of her, and she says, oh, that is fabulous. And then it just tanks. And then there's some sermon she says, mm, ooh, ah, and it's a home run. I'm believing that it's going to be a home run today. Say, I received that. So what do I mean by hanging out with cool people? Well, first of all, let me tell you what I don't mean. What I don't mean hanging out with cool people is this. Number one, you don't want to hang out with people that have the cold shoulder towards you. That's an obvious. You don't want to hang out with people that have a cold handshake. Uh, there are those times that you meet people that you walk away from and you realize that was such a cold exchange. Can I get an amen? So I'm not saying you need to hang out with cold-hearted cold-shouldered, cold-handshake type of people. But number two, let me tell you what I don't mean. I don't mean that you need to hang out with purposely. You don't want to try to make it a goal to hang out with one of the people groups that think they're better than anyone else either. Because typically in our culture, that's what my title would sound like, hang out with the cool people. No, I said hang out with cool people, not the cool people. See the difference? And there's a crazy struggle. I can't wait to teach this in our second service. There'll be uh, some students there. And I even 
uh, had this discussion with my own daughter just yesterday, my 11-year-old. We were spending time together, just daddy and daughter and one-on-one, and we talked about sixth grade, and she's going into the sixth grade, and we're about to have this whole new world presented to us. And we talked about this, and uh, she, in her own little way, reiterated what I'm trying to get across here. There is a struggle in our current day that it's cool to be uncool. If you're a grandparent or a parent, think about your 12-year-old, your 14-year-old. There's like this weird thing going on that at schools now, you've got the cool kids that somebody has turned them as the cool kids. Something about them, somebody makes, has this thinking that they're cool kids. So therefore, there's this movement. <laughs> there's, this, there's this resistance to being cool, but yet it's an effort to be cool in an uncool way. I know that sounds so goofy, so I wrote it down this way to make sure I'm keeping my mind clear it's cool to not like the cool kids because the cool kids are not really cool like the uncool kids that feel they are really cool because they are uncool. <laughs> Nudge your neighbor and say, I totally get it. <laughs> if you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't want to go over there because those are the cool kids. But when did, what's wrong with the cool kids? Well, they're just not cool. Then, then why are you calling them cool kids? Well, they think they're cool. Who, who tells them they're cool? Well, they think they're cool, but I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to be cool by being uncool. So you're cool because you're uncool. Yes, I'm cool because I'm uncool because I'm not going to fit in with the cool kids. It's just, I'm, I'm like, I'm out. <clears throat> and there might be one or two people in the room that are familiar with Back, back several years ago, there was this song that was one of the most popular songs in our culture by Echo Smith called Cool Kids. And I got so tickled back in these days because this band, this band writes these lyrics and sings this song that took off. I mean, it was like a big, big hit because they presented, they, they, their message of the song was, you know, all the cool kids get the breaks. All the cool kids, they get this and that. All the cool kids. So therefore, I'm not going to be a cool kid because I don't want breaks and I don't want favor and I don't want good things to happen so I'm not going to be cool and this band what's hilarious about it is they they dress counter culture but yet they have thousands of followers that want to be cool like them so in other words let me just say it this way because I'm getting tired right now down deep everybody wants to be connected and in a group that feels good about themselves to some degree. And what I am talking about for the next few minutes will change your life if you receive it. We're not talking about popularity, and we're definitely not talking about hanging out with people that have the cold shoulder gift. What I'm talking about is you partnering with God, doing what you can do, to have the absolute best summer, best life that you could have. Because here's the truth. God wants to provide the miracle. You get to partner with it. And today's whole message 
is trying to tell you one way you can partner with God to bring about the blessings of heaven on your life is by choosing the right people to hang out with. You might be 40. You might be 50. You might be 15 in this room. But the truth of the matter is it matters who you're doing life with. Somebody rear back and say, Amen. You've heard it this way. Birds of a, fle- uh, birds of a feather, they what? Flock together. I know you've heard me say it this way. You are who you run with. And we've all heard bishops say it this way. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. All of those sayings are true. But how about we go to the scripture and let's stick with what the Holy Bible says about this idea of hanging out with the right people. Turn with me this morning to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter number 12. And then for those that are real quick with your Bible skills, if you're one of those great Bible thumbers, uh, go to Proverbs 13. And then for the elite, I mean for those that are super cool with your Bible, go to 1 Corinthians 15. Proverbs 12, here we go, Proverbs 12 and 26. The godly give good advice to their friends. The godly give good advice to their friends. The wicked lead them astray. Someone out of their own mouth told me the other day, they said, you know, Somebody's been talking to me about marriage. And Pastor Tommy is, you know, as much as I want to help them with their marriage, I personally have not been successful in marriage. So I don't really know if I'm, if I'm qualified to help them. You know, here's the thing. Thank God they were seeking advice from a believer. Here's where most people mess up. Here's where most people mess up. They go to work or they go to their, their place of, 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 of community And they talk to those that have zero confidence in the Word of God, that have zero knowledge of the Word of God, and they seek advice from people that do not have a biblical foundation that they've built their own life on. You never want to seek marriage advice from a non-believer that has zero concept of covenant of marriage. You don't want to seek financial advice from someone that has zero understanding of the biblical principle of stewardship. It matters who you run with. Because the Bible says the godly give good advice, but the wicked will lead them astray. One chapter over, Proverbs 13 and verse number 20. I love it. Everybody, we need to teach this to our children. We need to share this with our coworkers. We need to, we need to tweet this today. Are you ready? Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Pastor Tommy, what's some advice you would give me in my situation I'm in? Who are you running with? Who are you listening to? Who's talking you into that divorce? Who's talking you into that, that spending that crazy amount of money? Who's talking you in to going out Friday night and spending your paycheck in areas you shouldn't spend it? Who's got your ear? Because I can tell you right now, you hang out with wise people that are godly, they'll give you good godly sound advice and you'll become wise. 
I'll say you'll become godly. But if you spend your time with fools, you're going to get yourself in trouble. You need to start hanging out with some cool people. And we're going to talk about that word, cool, and explain it a little bit here in a moment. But our third verse that I ask you to turn to, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33, it says it this way. Bad company corrupts good character. If you don't think that the wrong influence is not going to rub off on you, you've got your head in the sand. You cannot spend all of your time on your lunch break with the gentleman or the woman that is spewing negativity and it not influence you in a negative way. You cannot spend your vacation time with that family member that is carrying bitterness and bitterness not influence you in a certain way. You have to have the confidence in God and yourself enough to put some parameters around yourself to keep you out of the heat of summer and stay in the shade of the right people with the right conversations, here's how I'm going to say it this way, Glenn Stromberg. I want to hang out with people that are wanting to take me to a better place in God, not away from God. I told my own daughter yesterday, and I know, I know it's, uh, sometimes it's unfair that I just, you know, share all my family business. But I told her yesterday, I said, here's the key, man. I want to know what you're, I want to know from you at 11 years old. What is going to be the type of friends that you're going to make entering in this whole new world of sixth grade, new school campus, new school teachers, new kids. You've been in the same school now, and you've had this same little nucleus, but it's all new world. What are you going to be looking for? I wanted to hear what her idea of what a good friend would look like. And can I tell you something? There are some 40s and 50s and 60-year-olds that have still yet to define who you're going to allow to have a special place in your life. It's totally okay to have associations. But some of us are spending way too much time with the wrong company and the Bible. Not cliches, not daddy's little sayings, not pastor's little sayings but the bible says the wrong company will it will affect your character so if you're looking for a tip for a cool summer if you're wanting things to become a little bit better if you're wanting things to improve in your life i'm telling you right now out of this whole sermon series you need to start living a life that's calm and by faith you need to cool down a little bit live by faith you need to make sure that you're being life-giving and not religious. And I'll tell you, it matters who you're hanging out with. And this is where the rubber meets the road. Because even if you identify the person that you're hanging out with is not healthy, here's where the rubber meets the road. Do you have enough confidence in God? And do you have enough care about your relationship with God to make the hard phone call or the difficult text and sever the influence that is wanting to take you and your family away from the things of God rather than bring you closer to the things of God. I see it all the time as a pastor. I see families come out of a hard world into the church, not because of the preacher, but because of the right influence. 
And I also see families of great status living for God drift away into the things of the world. They'll start dabbling with alcohol. They'll start dabbling with, with, with sexual sin. They'll start dabbling with the things of the world all because of the wrong influence. It wasn't a movie. It wasn't a book. It was the wrong people. Somebody say amen this morning. So if, if, you, if you look in the mirror and things aren't quite as healthy as you want them to be, you might want to look in that mirror in the peripheral vision and see who's, who's hanging with you. Well, it's just lunch. Just lunch will flat lead you to a divorce. Well, it's just a text. The wrong texting will lead you to a divorce. Uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's just an old friend. The wrong old friend coming back into your life will lead you to a divorce. Is this too strong for a summer Sunday? I wore my, shirt, my short sleeves because I felt like I was going to sweat it out today. Y'all okay? Y'all okay? <laughs> so I guess I'm going against my, my, my normal mode of operation, Bobby and Beth. I'm going against my normal mode of operation. I told Bobby and Beth one time, if you ever see me in a suit and tie, you know I'm bringing a hot word from God. If you ever see me in short sleeves, it's probably going to be fun and relaxed. Not today. There's nothing fun and relaxed about this. It's just 104 degrees. That's all that is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not just for your eight-year-old. I don't care if you've been married 30 years, man. Do you know how many marriages bust at the 22-year mark? Statistics prove 22 years of marriage and marriages bust. It's because the wrong influence. You get on a, the wrong internet forum and somebody says, oh, I've been there, done that, girl. You still got a long life to live. You just need to walk out now. Your kids are okay. They're grown. They're away. They're already on. Yeah, oh, now's the perfect time to bail. Just bail. Wrong influence. Save yourself. How? Hang out with the right people. People that want to build up your marriage. People that want to see you with a savings account. Build yourself up hanging out with the right people that want to see you debt free. That want to see you living for God. That wants to see you in a small group. That wants to see you at church every Sunday, not at the lake. That want to see your kids prosper and grow in the things of God, not just in T-ball. Hang out with the right people that want to see you do well in the kingdom of God of God because it matters who you run with, man. So Pastor Tommy, give me a snapshot. What does it look like? Who are the type of people I need to be identifying? Honey, that couple, honey, we're going to be friends with them. Why? Why are we going to seek them out and make friends with them? These are the types of people you need to be looking for. Turn with me to the book of Acts chapter number 2. Acts chapter number 2. Turn there quickly. Acts chapter 2, I'm going to give you something that you, this needs to be your family scripture. This, this little portion, you need to print this out. You need to write it on a post-it note. This is what you're looking for to go to Dairy Queen with. This is what you're looking for to vacation with. This is what you're looking for. Acts chapter 2, look at verse number 42. All the believers, 
Number one, circle it. Believers. Circle it. Underline it. Highlight it. Believers. Good people? Sure. But believers. 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 Well, how am I going to be salt and light if the only people I know in my world are believers? I didn't say the only people you know. I'm talking about those that have a special place of friendship that are speaking into your life. Believers, number one. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship and to sharing in meals. And if you study this, this is even the Lord's Supper there. But then they also devoted themselves to prayer. Fellowship and prayer. Fellowship and prayer. If you ever feel like underlining these, I'm going to highlight these words. Fellowship, prayer. Verse 43, a deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many signs and wonders. 44, all the believers met together in one place and they shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. 46, they worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared meals with great joy and generosity, 47, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. What happens when people do that? It ends with, and each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. What I see in verse 42 through 47 is I see people that, that pray together. I see people that fellowship together. I see people that worship together. I see people that serve together. I see some cool people, maybe not the most popular, maybe not cold-hearted, but they're cool because they know who God is and they know who they are in God. Identity in Jesus. Now, I'm fixing to share something with you as quickly as I can that I personally am blown away with. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels tell as much as they can about their time with Jesus. But John does something rather interesting. Go to John 13 with me today. John does something quite interesting. Five chapters, 13, 14 15, 16, 17, David Phillips, my friend, five chapters. John takes five chapters to write about one night. Takes him five chapters, Brother Wayne Jenkins, to talk about one night with Jesus. It was the last night they had with him. And he took five chapters. Matthew, Mark, and Luke don't do this. They don't do this. There's some highlights of what I'm going to be teaching in their, in their Gospels. But the book of John takes Five chapters to talk about one night, and I'm fixing to show you five attributes, five qualities, um, uh, five gifts of a type of a cool person and what cool people do. Again, we're just kind of having fun with this phrase, okay? So don't get off track thinking about something that I'm not talking about. Let me tell you what cool people do. John tells us in five chapters. The first one, cool people 
serve one another. John chapter 13 is where we find it. Cool people serve one another. John 13 verses 1 through 17. This is what this Bible tells us. That it was the night of the Passover. Jesus is celebrating Passover with his closest disciples, his followers. And they're enjoying their time together. They're enjoying their company. They're enjoying their the environment. The atmosphere is good. Everything's going great. And then Jesus does something they never saw coming. He had been performing signs and wonders. He's done miracles. And they're in awe of him. But Cherie, out of nowhere, Jesus stands up from the table. He takes his outer garment off, leaving his undergarment. He's fully clothed, but he takes a towel and he wraps it around his waist. He fills a basin full of water and he goes to the feet of those disciples. The leader goes to the follower and he kneels at their feet and he begins to wash their feet. They're blown away. And then he goes to Peter and he says, I'm going to wash your feet next. And Peter's like, you're not washing my feet. There's no way that you are going to wash my feet, Lord. And this is what the Bible says in verse 8. Peter said, you'll never wash my feet. And Jesus said, catch it now. Unless I wash yours, unless I wash your feet, you will have no part with me. Everyone say the word partner. You'll have no partnership with me. You'll have no part with me. We will not be connected. We will not be together. I will serve you. I will bless you. I will give to you. I've come to love on you so much that I'm going to wash your feet. And when Peter heard I won't have a partnership with you unless this happens. Peter takes it to the extreme. It sounds like something I would say. Okay, wash me from head to toe because I've got to be connected to you, Joel. You just do whatever you need to do. And the Lord said, you've missed the point. It's not about the water. It's about this attitude. I want to serve you. And then it gets good. Jesus then Brother Don Gentry tells the whole room, what I've done for you, now you need to do for one another. You need to model what I've done. What I've done is I've shown you, I've presented to you, I've fleshed out for you. You have witnessed serving in action. Now you serve one another. If you're looking for the kind of person, a new type of person to hang out with, Hang out with people that love to serve one another. Cool people serve one another. That was John 13. Number two, let's go to John 14. Let me tell you what happens there. Cool people encourage one another. Jesus has washed their feet. He now starts to reveal the beautiful future outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And he sees them troubled 
Because the Holy Ghost would never be poured out unless he ascends. He had to leave in order for the Holy Spirit to come. And all of a sudden, when they hear the words, you're leaving, they panic. And Jesus says, whoa, you don't need to panic. Let me encourage you with something. Things are going to get even better than what you think they are now. You think they're good now? Things are even going to be better. You don't want to hang out with discouraging people. Can I get an amen? Do you know why you don't want to hang out with discouraging people? Because one day you're going to be discouraged. And you don't need discouraging people when you're discouraged. And there's not one person in this room that will make it without a day of discouragement. I call them Monday mornings. You may call them Monday mornings. But we all have a day in our life that we're going to be discouraged. And if everybody in your world are discouraging people, you will never come out of your discouragement. I'm just giving you a tip for a cooler summer. It matters who you hang out with. You want to be doing life with people that like to serve others. And you want to hang out with people that are going to tell you things are going to get better. Man, I've got a few friends of mine, when I'm in the dumps, I run from them. Because they stay in the dumps themselves, and they're going to want to keep me in the dumps. And man, when they text me and I'm not in a good mood, I don't reply. Because I know good and well, it's going to be Vegas style. We're going to double down on our discouragement. We're just going to get drunk on discouragement. I'm having a terrible day. I am too. Well, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? Is this? Me too. And the next thing you know, we're both wanting to jump off a bridge. But there's a few people in my life I know. All I have to do is tell them that I'm having a rotten day. And before I get off that phone, they're going to have me thinking better. They're not going to solve my problems but they're going to solve my perception of my problems, and they're going to get me thinking that things are going to get better. If I can just hang on long enough, we're going to make a corner here, and things are going to be better. You need to have the right people in your corner. If you're looking for a tip for a cooler summer, you need to have the kind of people that are going to encourage you that it's going to cool off in time. Let's go to John 15. John 13, we see that Jesus is telling us, you need to hang out with people that serve. John 14, Jesus tells us, you need to hang out with people that encourage. John 15 tells us that you need to hang out with people that produce with one another. Produce with one another. In other words, they have accomplishments. They're successful. They are producers. They keep their word. They live by integrity. They produce. This is what the Bible says in John 15, verse number 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If, everyone say if. The choice is yours. You can choose whatever kind of friends you want. But the Bible says, if you remain in me and I in you, you, you will bear much fruit. He's speaking to the group. 
of disciples. And he looks around the room and he calls them all by name. And he says, if you, Calvary Church, if you will remain in Jesus, if you'll stay true to the vine, if you'll stay connected to the vine and connected with people that like to serve, if you'll stay connected to people that, encur- that are encouraging, you will bear much fruit. But buddy, if your best friend's the slacker that never can keep a job, you'll always have to fund his problems. If your best buddy's the slacker that always backslides and walks away from the grace of God, that always wants to dabble in the things of the world, you'll be torn. Is it church this weekend or is it the things of the world this weekend? Do we, do we serve God during this time of our life or do we not serve God during the time of our life? You'll be torn from being production-minded for the kingdom or production-minded for the things of the world. And Jesus is calling out to some of us today, matters who you run with, find somebody that wants to serve other people, spend time with them. Find someone that's an encourager, spend time with them. And find someone that's connected to the vine that's bearing fruit because you want to hang out with fruit-bearing believers that have some corn in the crib, that have some fruit on the limbs that produce the promises of God. Verse number 7 of that same scripture, chapter 15. If you remain in me and my, my words remain in you, you can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is for my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Quickly this morning, our fourth attribute of a cool person is found in John 16. Let's recap while you're turning to John 16. John 13 tells us how to serve. John 14 shows us the words of Jesus on how to be an encourager. John 15 teaches us how to be a producer, to accomplish something great for God. John 16 tells us that cool people protect one another. They protect one another. You don't have to raise your hand, but have you ever found yourself in a situation before where you wish someone would have had you back, but they didn't? Somebody was in a conversation, you weren't there to speak for yourself. Somebody could have protected you there, but they didn't. You ever been at the place of your job? If someone would have had your back, things wouldn't have been that bad. You ever been in a situation in a church? If someone would have had your back, things wouldn't have been that bad. In your family, if someone would have just protected you, things wouldn't have been that bad. It matters who you're running with. You want to be doing life with somebody that has your best interest, that wants to protect you. This is what the Bible says in John 16, verse 1. Jesus says, all this that I've told you, I've told it that you will not fall away. Scandalizo is the word here, where we have scandal. And if you study that further, it's falling into a trap that you did not see. 
Everybody needs somebody in their life that will keep their eyes on you, not out of judgment, but out of protection. Hey, man, I just wanted to bring this up to you. I've seen on social media, and, you know, sometimes social media is not as it appears, but I'm just, I'm seeing, man, that, that man, you're spending a lot of time at that, at, you know, at that bar. You're spending a lot of time at, at, at that place of, you know, and, and it's just odd. Why would you, you're spending a lot of time over there, and you know what? True friends would say, oh, man, thank you. You're right. I have got to figure this thing out and cut ties with that. You'll find out what kind of friendships you have. The other types would be, hey, man, I see you've been doing this and that. That's awesome. I want to go with you. Matters who you're running with. Everybody take a big, deep breath. You just got a few more minutes. You can handle this. Are your toes okay? Getting your toes stepped on a little bit? You want somebody in your life that will protect you from a trap that you don't see. And finally today as I close, John 17. Interesting scripture, verse number 9, the words of Christ, I pray for them. This is really interesting. Watch this. I'm not praying for the world, but for those that you have given me. I pray for those that I'm in relationship with. If you're looking for someone to bring into your world and link up with and do life with, you want them to serve with you? To serve others, to encourage you and you encourage them, to produce with one another, to protect one another. And you want to have people that are two states over or one street over. You want to have somebody in your life that prays for you. I texted my friend, Pastor Anthony Moorhead, this morning. I was looking over my sermon notes and I just believed it was the Holy Spirit. I was reading that point in my sermon notes, just getting ready for today to be with you. And I thought, I need to pray for my friend, Pastor Anthony. I didn't go turn off the lights and turn on music. Just right there, right where I was, with a cup of coffee in my hand. I put my iPad down, and I prayed over Pastor Anthony and his wife, Aaron, his son, Xander prayed over the church and then I wanted to be an encourager and I sent him a text thinking about you today just know you've been prayed for God's got this encouraged him prayed for him I'll serve with him and I'll serve him and I believe it's coming back to me in reciprocation I just wanted him to know somebody loves him enough to pray for him. Some of you need a friend in your life that will pray for you. Will cover you in prayer. Will go the distance with you in encouragement and protection. 
that will come along your side and serve and produce something great for God with you. August the 6th, the first Sunday of August, we're going to come out of the summer and we're going to have 21 days of prayer. We had 21 days of prayer in January, coming out of the closing of a year into a new year. And we're going to have 21 days of prayer coming out of the hot heat of the summer. Because I'm believing that this fall is going to be the season that turns some of your lives around for good. You're going to have chains broken that you've never had broken off before. You're going to experience freedom like you've never experienced it before. But i got to get you through the heat of this summer. And I'm trying to keep you cool in the heat of this summer. If you could get there with us. I believe in 21 days of prayer, things can change in your life. That's going to start on August the 6th. And for 21 consecutive days, this church will be praying. We'll have focused prayer. Strategic prayer. We're going to be encouraging one another. We're going to be protecting one another. We're going to be producing with one another. You know why? And here's my last cheesy little play on the words. Because you're a cool church. Bunch of cool people. And that's why I want you in my life. Stand with me today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In just a moment, my friend Donna will lead our life application class. Donna, is there a group going to lunch today out of y'all's class? Is that scheduled for today? Y'all went last Sunday. Well, y'all need to do it again. Can't eat too much. Man, it matters who you're doing life with. I wish, and I can't do it, I can't do it because it would just be, it'd be, it'd be pulpit suicide. I can't do it. But I'd give anything, I'd give anything to know who in this service will go the next seven days without any contact from anybody in this church. I'd give anything to know if you, you, or you, or you will go seven days without a call a text. I'm not talking about for me. I'm not talking about for me. Can't call anybody. Wonder how many people here need someone else in this room. There's an old church model, sure. Well, that's what the pastor does. You need to catch up with the new day. That's your job as a believer to love people. And that's why you're probably the most lonely. Because you're thinking, Pastor Don's got to do it. Pastor Tommy's got to do it. You know how many people in this room would give anything to go get a burger with some of you today? Just to be invited? Just to be cared about? You know how many people would walked in today that would just absolutely lose their mind if they actually got an invitation 
to go somewhere this week with y'all? I'm calling on you. I'm calling on you. Don't get beat down by the heat of loneliness. Don't be religious. Be the kind of believer that loves God, loves people. And I know what's normal and casual. I know what's typical right now. You're thinking, well, I'll invite Joe. We, we haven't seen them for two days. No, talking about the person you don't know in this room. So may conviction come upon you. And may you go find someone on your way to your life application class or on your way to lunch. May you look around this room and say, I've never once met them. I'm going to go and just see if it's a good day late breakfast, early lunch. Let me pray over you. Lord, we are who we run with, and I want to make sure I'm running with the right people. Going in the right place at the right pace. I want to run with believers that want to serve, that want to be encouragers, that want to produce something good for the kingdom, and that will protect me when things are bad in my life. And that will ultimately pray over me. And I pray that all of us have these type of friendships in place. In Jesus' name. Let everybody say amen. amen. I love you so much. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night with a special word from my friend Donna Hahn. She'll be preaching to us Wednesday night in our midweek service. God be with you. You're dismissed.